everybody. Welcome back to the Barbershop Group Podcast. This is Charles, your host for today. I wanted to wish everybody happy holidays. I hope that everyone's been safe, that you've enjoyed spending time with your family, uh, and that you have not had anything major and disastrous happening in your lives right now. Um, As the new year approaches, um, I hope that everybody is ready to enter into a new year let old things go um but guys i do want to tell you all listen if you're going out partying drinking please do not drink and drive don't risk it take a uber take a lift uh call a taxi you know a setup set up but a driver for yourselves don't risk it don't risk your license don't risk your jobs don't risk your lives and one of the reasons why why i say that is it's not just because of my my work in addictions counseling no it's it's because guys i know many many men who don't have their licenses because they've got points and you know when you get out there and you talk to guys you find out that they're still struggling with admitting that they have a problem that that problem caused them to drink and that drinking led them to driving and the driving led them to losing their license and a host of other things losing jobs losing family members it's real so um you know let's not throw caution to the wind regarding stuff like that and it happens every every new year's last year i witnessed uh, a drunk man get in his car and i was thinking to myself this guy doesn't need to be driving he got into his car and a few minutes after getting into his car, he got down on the highway and ran smack into the median. Okay, so don't risk it, guys. Don't do that. Um, <clears throat> moving right along, earlier this week, I put up uh, a meme on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And just so you guys know, I really have a love-hate relationship with memes, right? Uh, but I, I put this um, I put this um, this thing up up called a dad's memo, and so I wanted to come on here and talk about it a little bit because I have a love hate relationship with memes. I think that memes can be misleading uh, once you find out what the word meme really stands for. It's it's French meaning, and then the English equivalent equivalent you will think twice about using them the way that uh, we tend to uh, to use them uh, on social media and with our friends and, and family members and things like that but uh, the the picture was called a dad's memo uh, uh, sorry a man's memo and um, it uh, it includes seven steps that we men need to to do in order to reach uh, higher levels of self-actualization and, and, and higher levels of living, of being human. Um, and I think that all too often many of us uh, live in a bubble where we we think that we're being authentic, we think that we're being real, but we really aren't. And unfortunately, a lot of men, we set our lives up in a way that precludes people around us from being able to call us on our crap, 
right? Uh, we, we build up these big fortresses that keep people from saying, you know what? That's BS. Go deal with that. We don't like that. But these seven points are very, very important. So we're going to jump right into these seven points after the break. So as I said, uh, the the man's memo, and I keep saying dad's memo because I'm just really focused on these guys, but it's the man's memo. Uh, and one of the first points in a man's memo is getting real about dad, getting real about dad. And maybe because I keep saying dad's memo, I've got some underlying stuff of my own going on, but I've got to get this out to you guys. Um, you know, getting real about dad means seeing dad for who he actually is. His greatness, his shortcomings, his successes and his failures and trying to have a conversation with dad about those things. Um, it's also looking at that in a fair light. It's looking at that in a fair light. Are we looking at dad through the lenses of um, our our mom who may have been bitter with dad? Are we looking at that through the eyes of our teenage years are we looking at that through uh, the lenses of tv fathers and and what they and what they um what we thought they meant right uh because i mean you know some of us had tv fathers i had a tv father my tv father was bill cosby he could only be my tv father probably not my real father right i'll take my real father over bill considering <laughs> um but um you know, we 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 haven't gotten real about that. Um and and I get it. Some of the reason why we haven't gotten real about that is because our dads don't get real about us. Um thankfully I grew up with a father who as I aged uh became extremely authentic with me and continues to be authentic with me as we both age. And that's really awesome. But I also understand that there are a lot of men out there who have not had that opportunity. There are some men out there who have not had that opportunity because they didn't grow up with that at all. There are other men who have not had that opportunity because their dad continues to be elusive. He continues to be physically present, but not emotionally present, not spiritually present, not psychologically present. And that sucks. I know that that sucks because I see friends go through it and it's painful for me to watch. Having said that, even though those may be our experiences, even though those um, experiences left a mark on us, we have to be able to talk about it. Not only do we have to be able to talk about it with other men, we have to be able to talk about that with dad and it can be difficult you know there's a story of a guy who didn't get to have this conversation until his dad was on his deathbed and for a lot of guys out there that may very well be your reality it's a painful painful reality but we've got to do it we have to do it for ourselves but i'll tell you you know another reason we have to do it is for children even if you don't have children yet you've got to do it for children imagine having a child and your son or your daughter ask you, hey, dad, tell me about granddad. Well, are you going to tell stories of bitterness? Are you going to share stories of anger and resentment and, and how pitiful 
your your father was to your child you know who wants to be a kid and, and think wow my grandfather was a piece of crap you know and really really take on all of that negative energy that's difficult it's very difficult I can tell you guys one of the things that we have to do in getting real about that is a lot of us we need somebody to help us work through these things we need friends we need professional counselors that can help us approach getting real about that because it's extremely painful and that's one of the reasons why we don't like to have the conversation a lot of our dads were not superheroes I grew up with my dad trust me he wasn't a superhero one time I watched my dad commence to beat a man with a huge monkey wrench because the guy flipped him the bird on the highway and I'm thinking to myself dude just leave this alone but that was my father right he was that kind of macho person he's not that anymore thankfully and we've had conversations about that but we definitely need to to have honest conversations about that and with that and we need to seek out help to do it if we have to don't let your dad die without having real conversations with him so guys the next thing that I wanted to mention um, as part of a man's memo it says get real about sexuality and uh, I think that this is something that we absolutely absolutely need to do as men I think we do a bad job of it I think that we kinda we BS our way um, through a topic like this we really really do uh, we like to debate a lot we like to pull out a lot of crazy statistics and perspectives out of our backsides and everything but I think we we really hurt ourselves in the process because we we may be afraid we may be clueless and not and we may not be able to say look I don't know enough about this and, and that's okay I'll, I'll tell you what one of the best answers that you can give as you age is I don't know seriously you may not think it now but it is one of the best feelings in the world to just be able to admit that you don't have the answer to something. So sexuality, what is this about? Well, you know, you've got sex and you've got sexuality, and these two things are different. These these two, two things are extremely different. Sex refers to whether or not you're male or female, whether, you know, you have a, a penis or a vagina. Um, a lot of times um, when you go to the doctor, uh, when you fill out your forms and guys I know we don't go to a doctor a lot but we need to start going to the doctor I just want to get that out there um, but you know you fill out the form and uh, there could be a question on there that says you know sex what are you and you're required to check either male or female and and that's changing uh, with legislation and stuff like that and, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm for or against you guys make up your own minds about those things but I'm speaking about you individually that these are the kind of things that you have been asked to do sex is commonly used as an abbreviation uh, that refers to sexual intercourse okay uh, that's kinda how we how we tend to think about it now sexuality is a little different Sexuality refers to a total expression of who you are as a human being, your femaleness or your maleness. Um, you know, of course, our sexuality begins and ends at death. 
you know, it's, it's, it's just that's the way life is. Uh, and everybody is a, a sexual being. Um, what's really, really key here is that sexuality is is really a, an interplay between body image, gender identity, gender role, uh, sexual orientation, eroticism, genitalia, intimacy, relationships, love and affection. Um, a person's sexuality includes attitudes, values, knowledge, and behaviors. Now, how people express their sexuality is influenced by a number of things. It could be influenced by your family of origin, your culture, society, uh, your your faith or religious, you know, beliefs. A lot of different things like that. Um, <clears throat> and of course, uh, sexual learning comes from any number of, of sources, parents, friends, media, environment, laws, books, teachers, whatever. But, you know, to make it really simple um, so that we can get real about sexuality is I, I try to drill it down to this. And I say, they say, well, what's the difference? Well, sex is you picturing yourself completely naked with a woman. Whereas sexuality is you picturing yourself completely naked, standing in front of the whole world. There's a difference there, right? The first one, you're 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 probably a stud, and you're that guy, right? You're ready for the action. You're you're getting it in, okay? But then when you consider your your nakedness in front of all of the world, you know that's a little different. It's a little different. And it's those feelings and thoughts that we tend to run away from when we talk about sexuality. Those feelings are the feelings that we have a lot of confusion about. Um, those thoughts are the thoughts that we are dishonest about or maybe we just are ignorant about. So that's what I talk about. That's what I'm referring to when I say we men need to get real about our sexuality. The third thing on the list that we men need to get real about is respect. We need to get real about respect. You know, in a recent, uh, at a recent conference for married people and couples, women and men in the room were asked, uh, if you could live without love or respect, what would you uh, like to, what, what could you live without? And a lot of the women in the room said that they could not live without love. And a lot of the men in the room said that they could not live without respect. So it tells you that respect is extremely, extremely important to us. And it is. But I think that we need to get real about it. I think that sometimes we men can want respect without having done anything to earn it, without having done anything to earn it. And I'll explain to you, should we offer respect to people just as a common courtesy? Yes, we should. We absolutely should. Okay. But I think that sometimes we men get this thought in our heads that because I am a man, because I am masculine, because I value respect, that it's just given to me. And it doesn't work that way. You don't get to be a slime bag and, and and get respect. But I think that it's a little deeper. 
Now, a lot of times when we're speaking about respect, we're really speaking about that soft, tender spot that's in us. That soft, tender spot that's in us that has to be protected. It has to be respected. And if you don't respect it, you just damaged it. It's that that really, really, I think that's the heart of a man a lot of times. But we dress it up in this really macho character. We do, but respect is really about our the, a man's soft heart. And we dare not admit that openly. We just couldn't do it. But that's what it is, and that's what we need to get real about. We need to get real in that. Maybe we don't always do the right things to 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 earn respect from other individuals. But I think that we also don't understand what respect really means to us. It's not macho. Respect actually protects our sensitive selves. Okay. Um, and you know, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out what, what happens to a man or how a man reacts after he's been disrespected. Okay. If you think men aren't emotional beings, disrespect them and see what happens. He'll act, uh, you know, just like, um, you know, the woman who he likes to make fun of saying she's being too emotional, right? Uh, so we need to get real about what respect means. Respect, we have, we've equated respect with love. We really, really have. Uh, for a lot of men, that's what it means. She respects me. She loves me. Okay? She, right? I love her because she respects me. There's a lot of talk all over the internet, especially among minority groups of people, about how the women don't respect the men. And so there's no love. Um, this is a big deal. But we need to be honest about ideals of respect. You don't get it without doing the right things to earn it. You don't. And then once you get it, you can't be a jerk because you have it. We can't be that way. All right. Uh, because we have earned the respect of people, we are entrusted by those people. And we've got to remember that. The next thing on a man's memo is parenting, 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 parenting. We just can't say enough about parenting, right? Um, speaking to those guys out there who are dads, look, a lot of you guys are doing a great job raising your, your, your sons and your daughters. Awesome stuff. Keep it up. Definitely keep it up. All right. Uh, but there there's some work to be done. Uh, unfortunately, as I spoke earlier about dads who are not always present, we have a new a new uh, battle ahead of us. And, and it's, you know, a lot of us are in corporate America. We are working and working and working and working and we run out of time. And that's what it seems like. We run out of time. And um, I think it's very, very important that we remind ourselves that this isn't the 1950s, that we can't come home, throw our bags down, and expect for June Cleaver to do everything around the house. 
most of the guys that I know in my personal life, they aren't like that. And, and that's awesome. But I just, I have to put that out there before moving on. It has to be said. Uh, fatherhood has changed and we have to be able to adapt. Now, having said that, I want to also talk about flawed parenting. That's regular parenting. <laughs> okay. Um, flawed parenting is regular parenting. We all make mistakes as parents. We do. We say things to our children that we shouldn't say. We do things in front of our children that we shouldn't do. We portray an image that we should not portray. A lot of us have been extremely hard on ourselves regarding parenting. Um, we want we want to be stellar dads. And, well, very few stellar dads exist. It's very, very stressful. Be real. When I go out there and talk to young people, they tell me all the time. They tell me all the time. I really appreciate when someone older just shares their life with me, who opens up to me. So, uh, you know, by default, younger people know that you're a, a figure, uh, an authoritarian figure, right? Uh, an authority figure. They know you are. What they want to know is who you really are outside of that. Share your lives with them. That's what it means to be parenting. It doesn't mean that you create relationships of codependency and things of that nature. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, as your child grows, you have to be willing as a father, you have to be willing to pull back a layer of yourself and allow that growing child, that maturing child to see you for who you really are are and to see how you have developed, to see where you came from, the mistakes that you made, and to see how you have gotten past those things. And honestly, you know, if you've got sons and daughters who are older teenagers, it's probably important, I say, for them to see what it is that you struggle with. It's not, it's not, don't make them responsible for your struggle. Don't give them your burden, but it's important for them to understand life's trajectories okay and so that's what it means to be real about parenting it also means that we don't have all the answers for our kids we don't you heard me say earlier the best thing to say when you don't know is i don't know we don't always have all the answers um we should try as much as possible when we don't have the answers is to learn with our children all right to learn because these guys are very, very smart. They're learning about the world in a way that even we are not. So it's very important that we change who we are. Be accessible to your children. Be accessible and be forgiving to yourself and be forgiving to your child because there are a lot of people out there who will not be forgiving to your children. So that's something that a lot of men didn't do. A long time ago, it was tough it up, you know, tough it out, Johnny, suck it up, Johnny. Well, you know, yeah, you don't want somebody who can't handle themselves out there in the streets or in the world. But there's a new way of parenting today. We got to get in touch with it. Maybe we men need to go to parenting classes. Another thing that we have to get real about is friends. A lot of men have not made the best choices in friends. A lot of us have friends who have kind of just been hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. Um, 
in our lives, they don't really serve a purpose. They're just kind of there. We don't know them on an intimate level. And if we do, um, a lot of times we're not comfortable with what we know about them on an intimate level, but they're just there. Um, and it's not to say that everybody in your life has to be serving you. I believe that you should be serving everybody else in your life. But it is to say that if you have a lot of people around you as a man who you can't have open dialogue with, honest conversations with, um, then these aren't really friends. These aren't friends. And if he's a guy who can't, you know, pull you to the side and say, hey, man, look, I think you might be making a bad mistake right now. If if you don't have a guy like that in your corner, then he's not a friend. Okay? He's really not. And it sucks to have to say this uh, because I like to think that my audience is, you know, that the Barbershop Group's audience uh, is a little older. All of the facilitators uh, of the Barbershop Group are all a little bit older right now. But, um, you know, sometimes guys never grow out of this. Um, when I was speaking with my father recently, he told me a story about uh, a friend of his who was considering who was considering divorce, and my father was shocked that he was he was even considering divorce. But I can tell you guys, I was shocked with what my father had to say about it, and that was that you know my father really he uh, he gave him some pushback, and if if you don't have guys around you who can give you some pushback when you're making really bad decisions, then uh, you've picked a great set of non-friends. You have purposely set yourself up with people who don't give a crap about you. And we men are very good at that. Okay. When I say get real about friends, I really want to put this out there that a lot of times, you know, men, uh, we have a, a, a tactic that we use that keeps us away from uh, being known by other people. We'll call our friends distant people. All right. We, we keep them distant from us on purpose so that they can't be uh, a voice of accountability and, and rationale. Okay. Um, they, we, 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 we try to, to make ourselves look like we are lone wolves and victims. Nobody's down with us. Nobody cares about us. When really, you set yourself up that way because you don't want anybody to tell you, stop being uh, a butthole right now. Okay, stop being a butthole. And uh, I see it a lot of times with men where a man absolutely loves to make himself seem like he is by himself and that's just not that's not the way it is but we've got to be honest about that if we want friends we have to be 100% bare bones honest with our friends we have to be honest with our friends about who we are and we have to be honest with our friends about who they are if we've got these people around us who are distant who can't really know our stuff right they're not friends and it, it like i said it sucks to have to put that out there but it's serious we're not getting real about friends okay we're wasting a lot of our time with people in our lives who 
they aren't going anywhere with us and we aren't going anywhere with them. So one of the things that I think about a lot is work. Work. I don't I don't think we're getting real about work. Work sucks for a lot of us. What we do every day for a lot of guys, it sucks. And uh, you want to know why so many men are stressed out. They've got high blood pressure and, and uh, you know, other other hypertension and other ailments is because you know, guys hate what they do. At a certain point in our development, a man, you know, we men became what we could do, what we could produce and not who we are. And um, it's really detrimental on our health. And it, it's it's a delicate balance because corporate America is everywhere. It's got everybody by the balls, right? And I don't, you know, mean to sound like, oh my God, you know, somebody somewhere is like, whoop, flag. But it's got all of us um, uh, kind of serving it, right? And so it's a delicate balance. Um, we want to be able to spend time with friends and loved ones. Uh, travel and things like that, but we also have to make money. But, you know, as I get out here and talk to men more and more, so many men are ready to jump ship. In fact, I met three young men about two weeks ago. Um, the three of them, three out of the four, they all worked for the same company. Well, three out of the four uh, were ready to quit their jobs they were preparing to quit and they work uh, for the auto industry and I mean they're not factory workers they do some really really neat stuff at, at the tech level and they were ready to quit their jobs and when I asked them why everybody's answer was pretty much the same there was no really no uh, no opportunities for promotion the way they won they didn't feel like they were being valued there um, they had other interests that they wanted to pursue. Some of the guys felt like, hey, I'm not really doing what I'm passionate about. Um, and this is what I mean by getting real about work. I think a lot of men uh, have gone out there, especially if you didn't get a college degree, even if you did. Uh, a lot of men try to prepare themselves early on to make money and so they start out making a lot of money uh they start out making money before uh a lot of women start making money right and then they kind of bottom out there's nothing else left and they're just kind of hopping from job to job to job even in co very corporate and executive positions hopping around trying to see what's next and uh, i think it's very important that we take a step back and ask ourselves, what are we passionate about? What am I put on this earth to do? Is there a way for me to do it and still make money? In fact, one of the questions that I often ask people is this, guys. Look, what's that one thing that you want to do? And you want to do it regardless of if it makes you money or not. In fact, what's that one thing that you want to do uh, until you die that would make you extremely happy what is that thing find out what that thing is find out what you would do for free that you just love to do and you do it for free because that's probably what your work needs to be
Now, of course, it'll take some time to figure out how to get there and everything. But I believe in this, guys. And that is, look, if you do what you're passionate about, if you do what you're put on this earth to do, then everything that you're attracted to will be attracted to you. You'll be pulling in the right energy for you. You won't waste time. And I think a lot of people who are in their 40s and 50s who are looking up now, you know, they're getting divorced and they're going through this and they're going through that. I think they're going through a lot of those things because people realize, uh oh, I have not connected my life to my purpose and my passion. Now what do I do? So we really need to get real about work. We need to consider what do I do? What do I really want to do? Not 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 just, you know, what do I do for a paycheck? Who am I and what do I want to be remembered as? So having said all of that, I think we have to get real about who we are. And um, that's one of the most difficult things to do. It's still something. It's something that I, I, I work on. It. You know, there's no perfection at all from me. Um, getting real about who we are takes a lot of time. It's painful. There's trial and error. There's you falling on your face, getting to know yourself. But all the other options are bad options. <laughs> you know, one of the easiest things for us to do is just to be who we are. Um, and I think that a lot of us men are fearful about doing it because we're afraid of what we're going to lose. We're afraid we're going to lose the girl. We're afraid we're going to lose the job. We're, we're afraid we're going to lose the opportunity. And even if we don't have the job or the girl or the opportunity, we're afraid that somebody just won't view us the way that we hoped our ego would be viewed. You know, um, and a lot of that has to go and do with, with sexuality, going back to that. But, um, you know, I think that there's a lot to be said for men and, and our mental wellness if we're able to get to know ourselves. I think that a lot of men who are unable to get to know themselves, I think that they suffer the most, whether they have uh, diagnosed illnesses, whether they have diagnosed mental illnesses or not. I think that anytime we are prevented from connecting to our inner selves, we are only acting as a shell of who we really are and I think we have to get to the point where we ask ourselves am I okay am I okay with being the 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 mold or the the empty box as a man I, I look fabulous on the outside I've got nothing on the inside or you know the contents that are on the inside really need to be to be checked out you know, some of them need to be removed, other things need to be added, things like that. So we really need to spend some time getting to know who we are. Um, 
a lot of people use religious uh, thought and things like that. And I, and I tell everybody, you know, use whatever you want to use. But hey, at the end of the day, whatever you're using, ask yourself a question. Does it help you know yourself better? Forget about knowing other people. You know, so if your political uh, perspective helps you know other people, that's not about you. If your religious perspective talks about other people but doesn't talk to you, that's not about you. Get to know yourself, right? Turn off all the noise out there and get to know what's going on inside of you. And I think when we do that, then that'll make us uh, better men. It'll make us better men for ourselves, firstly. And then obviously there will be residual benefit for the other people in our lives. So I just wanted to get those things out there tonight. And um, and hopefully you guys understand a little bit more about a man's memo um, and why it's important. Again, I think that some of these some of these things you can do alone uh, or with a support group. Some of these things you'll probably you need to to look into uh, into a counselor for a therapist, a very close friend, um, a spiritual advisor that you trust and who makes sense to you. But do it, guys. It's extremely extremely rewarding. The 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 negative consequence of not doing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing guys make bad decisions, abusing power, suicide, drug addiction, all kinds of things. We don't have to live that way anymore. Be brave and be courageous as men. All right. There's nothing wrong with doing these things that I talked about. You can still be brave and courageous. So go ahead and do it. I hope that you all have a great holiday uh, and uh, enjoy uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back soon. We've got some interviews coming up with some mental health professionals that are very, very important. And uh, we hope to have you on again sometime soon. We'll talk to you later.